Bitcoin. Good morning, Bitcoiners. This is your market update for August 26, 2017. Boy, do we have some exciting news items today. Some funny stuff too. I'll get into that. Let's start with a market update quick. So we're at Bitstamp 4211, three month futures 4230. So $20, $20 premium. We have a lot more room to run here. It bounced right off support cleanly at 3600. I was getting worried there for a little while. Uh, because I was like, is this really going to bounce? Is this, is this it? Is this it? I mean, it just looked really strong. There was all this FUD in the air with this Bcash stuff. And, you know, I, I was getting pretty worried. I freaking ended up, didn't get much sleep, but uh, uh, it turned out okay. Now, these are the type of times where even though, you know, you think there's some good support at, let's say, 3,600, then you don't want to catch that knife, right? And so it's very hard to do that. Um, especially with any sort of big amount. So uh, you don't want to set it and forget it. You want to watch it. You want to babysit it. And that's at least that's my opinion. Um, it would it was a great entry, but very scary entry. So uh, by the dips here, it's going up. Uh, I think we have all-time highs in the very near future. Local Bitcoin's volume, $6.9 million over the last 24 hours. That's up. It's doing pretty good right now. It's recovering a little bit. On-chain volume is $881 million worth of Bitcoin on chain that's up it's solid all these numbers are very solid except for the difficulty which i'm going to touch on last don't buy this fud we have some solid ass numbers everywhere and if you're understanding what's going on with mining then it's not that scary so you can see what's happening here on the network market cap is 70 billion guys 70 billion we're getting close to that 10 percent of the gold market cap Global market cap, that's all altcoins included, is $153 billion, that which, lead, which leads to a maximum price of $9,310. Uh, $9, that's crazy, and that's where Bitcoin is going, no doubts about it. Um, I don't know if it'll be this year, but within the next um, 12 months, it'll probably be at that price. Let's talk about this difficulty. The estimated difficulty adjustments down 5% in the next 19 hours. And this is due to all this Bcash stuff. So um, for the past week, Bcash has been more profitable than mine. And uh, then on the 19th, it really got more profitable. They had that big pump. And so it got very, you know, got much more prop profitable to mine Bcash. But I was still thinking, you know, there is this um, hidden cost to switching. So the hidden cost would include like... Um, centralization so it's it's riskier to mine a coin that's 97 percent being mined by one entity it's also uh like could hurt bitcoin so they don't want to do that so thinking of all these hidden risks i didn't think there was going to be such a migration of miners over to bcash but hey you know we saw that um the way i kind of think of it is that miners are farmers right they're harvesting value they're not creating value they don't create any value out there they follow the price they always will i mean they'll start to be um uh, or they'll you'll see a small very small minority maybe five percent max of the hash rate that is um like ideologically aligned okay you'll see that in different projects and they might split off but that that's the to be expected a very tiny minority. Most miners are going to follow value almost exactly in lockstep. 
And that's because minors are rational. But my big question is, like, why didn't all why didn't all of this mining power go over to Bcash? If it was 100% more profitable to mine than Bitcoin, why didn't all of the miners go over there all at once? Because there are these hidden costs. Miners are rational. They're weighing out the costs and benefits of this. And they don't want to kill Bitcoin proper. Now, there was a story here on the Merkle.com. Greg Maxwell was making some uh, points about this Bcash mining. I didn't find the actual source of this probably irc logs or something but um it turns out that miners can game this difficulty adjustment this weird difficulty adjustment that bitcash is using i didn't see that they gamed it but uh, they you know they could change their dates around a little bit uh, or their times of their blocks around to game it i didn't see that um, but this this points to like how this difficulty adjustment is being gamed in the fact that people are moving over uh, sucking all the value out of Bcash and then going back to Bitcoin. This is what we're seeing with these miners. Um, they increased the difficulty by 300%. So it got four times harder to mine Bcash um, yesterday than it was before. So, of course, it's going to be less profitable. And then they they flee the coin back over to Bitcoin. We had our blocks again on Bcash. This is a problem with having crap devs. You change one thing, right? They changed a little difficulty adjustment algorithm. And what happens? They open up a bunch of attack vectors. They make their coin into a shitcoin. So it's because they don't grasp the complexities of what's happening. And they don't take the time to think things out. Get peer review on stuff. That's why the best developers go slow. Some of these ideas that are about to come online with Bitcoin over the next 12 months have been thought about for years and debated. That's how you change things properly and safely. And you end up with quality code. Not have three weeks to take SegWit out with an axe and then release it. This is ridiculous. Um, cool site here, fork.lol. Follow all of the Bitcoin fork stuff there. All the Bcash stuff is on there right now. And there are going to be upcoming forks. So those, will, I'm sure, will be on there too. It's a great website. Lots of, lots of great statistics. All right, here's some good news. So that that's good news, I guess. But it's kind of dispelling FUD, and it's not very fun to talk about, really. This stuff here coming up is fun. So major investors are coming to Bitcoin. Adam Nash, he is a Silicon Valley wealth guy. He had a tweet about uh, Jerome Blockland's uh, blog post where there's great analysis talking about um, what, taking 1% and diversifying that into Bitcoin actually decreased your risk and increased your profitability or your returns. So there's some major, major money that's about to put 1% into Bitcoin. And if these guys put 1%, I mean, the market cap could go to 700 billion instead of 70 billion pretty quickly. I mean, these guys have a lot of money. So th that's a good post. I link it in the show notes. Tour de Meester had a tweet where he, uh, was talking about these Chinese exchanges, OKCoin, Huboy, seem, they seem to be investing clients' funds. So when you deposit Yuan onto the exchange, they then go and invest that into, say, junk bonds in China. Um, it, it was a Chinese story. It wasn't uh, translated very well via Google Translate, but, um, you know, there's, I'm sure this is happening. They're, and they seem to be handling it pretty well. I don't have a problem with it because they're free to do what they want. As long as they're telling investors that they're doing this, that's fine. Now, if they're trying to hide it, then investors should be mad and, and pressure them to uh, be more transparent. But, you know, it's it's not like it's 
purely evil to reinvest your client's funds if you tell them that's what you're doing. Uh, all right. Uh, but there is there is a little twist to this. Now, if I'm wanting to like during these forks and stuff, if I'm wanting to avoid a run on my exchange, what am I going to do? Well, I'm going to split my customers bitcoins because remember, they're not lend these exchanges aren't lending out Bitcoin. So they're Bitcoin solvent, but they might not be like fiat solvent because that's what they're they're lending out. But um, uh, if I wanted to avoid a run on my exchange, I'm going to split those coins. <laughs> Right. So it's a little catch 22 here, or a little bit backwards thinking like um, you might think that Coinbase was the, uns the one that was not solvent because they weren't um, splitting these coins. But people withdrew a bunch of Bitcoin and proved that they were solvent. OK. Um, other exchanges, if they split your coins, maybe they're trying to hide some insolvency there. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Coinbase actually came out of this looking pretty good, in my opinion. Um, now they're, they're going to have to watch out for the more and more forks in the future because people are going to continually withdraw their Bitcoin and might not return. So they do have to watch out for that. Anyways, so that was the good news. Here's some funny news out there. <laughs> Yours network and Ryan X Charles, <laughs> uh, they announced going to Bcash and he made this big, long, silly thread about it. It was hilarious. I mean, these guys are crazy. They, they, were on Bitcoin, then they, um, you know, opened their big mouths and they had to go to Litecoin. Then now they're opening their big mouths again. They're going to Bcash, and now Bcash has our blocks. So it's just hilarious. These people. I mean, if this is any indication of what their their network is going to be like, it's going to be a shit show. Next up, we got Dash. They are going on a roadshow, maybe with Max Kaiser and Stephen Baldwin. Like this crazy. I mean, Dash, their marketing is part of their fundamentals. OK. And, uh, you know, they, they have to market against PayPal. There's no reason to use Dash instead of PayPal. No reason. The only reason would be censorship resistance. And so when these guys, they don't understand, like people like Free Talk Live and the crypto show, they're always pumping Dash. They're, well, they get paid by Dash now, but they're pumping Dash. They're pumping Bcash. They don't understand what's going on here. They don't understand what Bitcoin is because if you want payments, PayPal is what you want. If you want censorship resistance, that's what you really want is censorship resistance. Then you don't want payments. And Bitcoin is the place to go for censorship resistance, not Dash. Okay. It's centralized. I mean, if Evan Duffield got arrested and put in jail, Dash is done. Uh, he probably owns 50% of the master nodes. Um, that's my guess. It's not censorship resistant. Okay. <sighs> God. Okay. Traditional stories. I just want to touch on those. Stocks pumped yesterday. They had uh, U.S. stocks had their best day in four months. Um, but they've been falling overnight, so we'll see what that happens. I there, There's all sorts of stuff kind of converging right now, um, and I think that we're at a little bit of a tipping point. Everybody, like everyday people, they don't, they don't, aren't buying off on this Nazi propaganda stuff, okay? They're not buying off on what the mainstream media, the propaganda that mainstream media is spewing at us. And they're even starting to turn around on Trump. There's the mystique of the Trump of Trump's America or whatever you want to call it is wearing off. People realize he can't do anything. He's helpless. This whole system is too corrupt. That's one thing I love about pro uh, propaganda. That's one thing I love about Bitcoin is it has its own drama. You know, when you're in the rabbit hole, you're making profits. You don't care about the mainstream media, but you're, you're it's full of drama enough to excite you and keep you occupied. 
And then you look out at the mainstream media and you're like, wow, that's crazy town, man. So that's that's one thing I love about Bitcoin. It, it also, also affords you financially to be able to not care about what they're saying. So um, this American exceptionalism is starting to turn around and it's starting to wear off uh, pretty soon as the dollar dies. That's all we're going to be able to see anyways. Bitcoin. All right. That's what I got today, guys. Remember, if you want to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash Bitcoin and markets. Thank you to all my patrons. Love you guys. See you soon. Thanks for listening.